an anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. I give you Super Train. Episode 363, submission number 2355, NES and Super NES commercials. Now, if you were growing up in the 80s and the 90s, watching your Saturday morning cartoons, your weekday afternoon cartoons, and of course, your WWF superstars, brother, then all of these should be quite familiar to you because they were everywhere. So yeah, let's start with one of the very first NES commercials from 1985 called Will You Be The One? Promoting the NES. Now, you'll remember when the NES first came out in 1985, the one big thing that they were pushing was Rob the Robot. Yeah, according to a gaming historian, it was actually quite calculated. They actually tried doing the NES before the NES as as the Nintendo ABS. They built it as a new and improved, better video game system. But this was after the crash, so nothing came of it. So they tried again building it as not a video game system, but as a toy. I think we've talked about that in the past. They specifically called it the entertainment system because they didn't want to group it in with the word video game because of the negative connotation that got after 1983. Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. That's a lot of kit for a system. Question for you guys. Did they actually make any other games that involved Rob? Was it just Dyramite? Yeah, Stack Up. Oh, st- uh, two games. That Oh, that's weak. Hey, Rob did his bit. They didn't need him after Dyramite and Stack Up. Soon as Super Mario Brothers came onto the scene, bam, game over. No pun intended. No, you're exactly right. System sold itself at that point. Our next commercial is from the following year, 1986, called You Are About to Come Face to Face. You are about to come face to face with the advanced video technology of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Batteries not included. There's Rob, the video robot you control. He helps you take on the challenge of Gyromite. Aim the zapper. See if you have the skill to score a duck hunt. There are more great games sold separately like Excitebike, a programmable game. Kung Fu for high-flying action. The Nintendo Entertainment System comes complete with all you see here. Extra games sold separately. Your parent help you hook it up. Now, I like the fact that for Excite Bike, they showed the create your own level stage on Excite Bike. That was the best part of the game. Indeed, it was. And imagine you created the ultimate motocross course. If I'm not mistaken, it could only be so long, right? Something like that. 
I'm sorry. I never liked Excite Bike for the NES. The Game Boy version I love, though. That's your opinion. Okay. <laughs> so, as we mentioned, Super Mario Brothers is now out. And obviously, Nintendo's like, you know what? Rob the robot. Screw him. It's all about Mario, baby. So now, here's a modified version of Will You Be the One with Super Mario Brothers. Will you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be yeah, the we know. Incredibly accurate we don't care about that. Like Hunt, the first to play Super Mario Brothers for the most spellbinding adventures. There you go. Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. But it did not come with Super Mario Brothers. No, you have to buy that separately. Unless you bought the Control Deck from 1986, which was the nationwide release. That came with Super Mario Brothers. I know, because it sold millions and won. My family got one of the first in 86. Okay, but what would the future bring for the NES? Well, this commercial is going to answer this question. What will the future bring from Nintendo? Aliens. More hits like Super Mario Brothers. Arcade hits like Kung Fu. Nintendo has the most video game hits. Hogan's Alley, Duck Hunt, and more like Baseball and Excite Bike. And you can play them only on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. That did give me an Aliens vibe to it. We're all on Orthodox Stromo, and what are we doing? Playing video games. Jonesy's in the back eating dinner, and we're all playing video games. Was that the first ad to use the Now You're Playing With Power tagline? Possibly. I'm sure you guys were all waiting for it. Here we go. The legend of Zelda rap commercial. Did you see the latest Nintendo newsletter? Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. You mean you haven't played it yet? We can play it on my Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octorox Tech Tech's levers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah, go Link. Yeah, get Zelda. Awesome. Intense. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Your parents help you hook it up. The Legend of Zelda sold separately. Yes, Yankees, thumbs down, man. It does suck. Yes, that is the correct reaction. And all I can say is, yeah. But I like the fact that the NES, apparently they have a modded NES, because look at the power reset buttons. Yeah, those are not gray buttons. Those, those are, are black, black buttons. Not only do they have a modded NES, they have a game pack with nothing on it. Maybe it's not modded. Maybe it's a prototype. Just saying. Yeah. But look what it says on the title screen. It has the Legend of Zelda. And then at the bottom it says the Legend of Zelda sold separately. Well, that took a long time because remember, this was a disc system release. They have to release it onto a cartridge. 
You think those things are cheap now? All right. So, as the NES life cycle went on in the 80s, there was this young, exciting boxer on the scene who was knocking out everybody by the name of Mike Tyson. Oh, Long Island boy. Well, Brooklyn. I guess that counts. But Nintendo said, you know what? With this man's rise to the top, being the heavyweight champion of the world, let's make our punch-out game. Have him be the main boss in the game. And so they released the legendary Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Power, power, power. Now you are playing with power. Punch-Out by Nintendo. Eleven world-class contenders. Take them down with your controller, beat them all, and you've got a shot at Tyson's title. Power! But for that, you've got to beat Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. I was actually one of the first people on my block to have Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! Tell you what. When we drove up to school and uh, somebody played And In This Corner by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, and they sampled some of the uh, music from Punch-Out, I almost had a nerdgasm right there. It was all about beating the crap out of the class, Joe, in Punch-Out, and see how fast you could beat the poor sap. And didn't he come back for more in Super Punch-Out? Talk about having lowered expectations. No, no, no. Because Gabby J was the place of the jobber in Punch-Out. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, it was Gabby J, not Glass Joe. Who would win between Gabby J and Glass Joe? America. America would win. Put that on pay-per-view. Gabby J against Glass Joe. That's a booking right there. So as the NES came on, we had many third-party developers on the scene, and one of them was a little developer by the name of Konami. I've heard kids talking about Konami video games from the Nintendo Entertainment System like they were real. Come on! I mean, the action in Konami's Russian attack is awesome. And those dudes in Castlevania are pretty intense. And I'll even admit that the sound of Konami games is jabbing. But realistic? Give me a break. Konami video games, so real, they'll blow you away. Ha ha ha! He got blown up by the ship in Freddy's. And don't forget, kids, you can pick up all of your Konami titles at Child's World or Children's Palace. They're the same place. They're the same place. And by the way, you better be quick because they might be filing for bankruptcy soon. Just saying. But at least Lionel Kitty City will be around forever, right, Chico? Next commercial. Oh, that really hurts. I love Kitty City. Oh, and also, I think it should be mentioned the game Russian Attack. Rush N Attack. R U S H apostrophe N Attack. But it's That's the Russian joke. Attack. 
it's Russian attack because Russia sucks in 1986. That's the joke. I know. I'm explaining it to our listeners. Hey, what was one of the best baseball games on the NES? Oh, RBI Baseball, man. Yeah. It's the first game with the uh, Major League Baseball license. Yeah, the Players Association license. So here's the commercial from Tenjin. When you really want to get into the game, get Tengen RBI Baseball. The only video game licensed by the Major League Baseball Players Association for your Nintendo. It's you and the pros for Roger Clemens here. Flash Vince Coleman the steel sign. Let Gibson swing for the fences. It's going, going, go! RBI Baseball, the one the pros pitch. And you saw a black cartridge there because as we've talked about before, around this time, Tengen made those black cartridges to get around the Nintendo third party rules. Yep. I'll say it again. Gaming Historian has a really good feature about it. And I'm hardcore because I have both the gray and the black cartridge version of RBI Baseball. Sneaky Tommy Dreamer reference there, Greg. So in 1988, Nintendo had a game called World Class Track Meet, which was actually just like a ROM hack of a game Bandai put out called Stadium Events, which had a controller called the Family Fun Fitness Pad. And then Nintendo bought the rights to the game, and they used the reskinned game called World Class Track Meet to promote their new power pad in the NES power set with Super Mario and Duck Hunt. And I know this because my parents, they got me and my brother the NES for Christmas of 1988. So here's this commercial that probably made my parents say, you know what, we're going to give Matt and Greg an NES for Christmas 1988. You better get ready for the most challenging Nintendo system ever. Ready? Let's do it. The new Power Pad. It's only available in Nintendo's new Power Set. Now you're playing with body power. You've got to run, jump, faster, higher. The Nintendo Power Pad puts you in total control. You are the game. You are the power. Now you're playing with power, body power. You get the Power Pad, Control Deck, Zapper, and three games only in Nintendo's exciting new Power Set. I have a thought. Did you notice that they were using the middle pads? On the power pad? Yes. You were supposed to use the top pads. Those are the fast ones. Well, apparently they didn't get the memo. Oh, well. Hey, we've talked about this game plenty of times on this podcast. It's time to talk about Top Gun from Konami and... Well... I wonder if they'll land the plane in this commercial. Let's see. Gentlemen, this is it. There's no room for second best. It's the Top Gun video game by Konami. You can punch Top Gun into your Nintendo Entertainment System and push your F-14 to the edge of the envelope. Line up bogeys, take your best shots, and after each mission, land your bird on the narrow deck of a Navy flat top. Top Gun, the video game. 
This is your dream shot. You can find Top Gun wherever great video games are sold. You can tell they couldn't get the rights to use the Top Gun theme in this commercial. You can also tell they didn't bother to show you the refueling scene because it's a bitch and a half to finish. Okay, our next commercial is for anticipation. Built as Nintendo's very first video board game. But if you think about it, played more like a game show than a board game. Maybe it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Let's see. Nintendo introduces anticipation. It brings the board game into the video age. You gotta have fun. Play Guess the word. Anticipation. Now you're playing with power. Word power. Well, one thing's for sure. This was definitely Peter Griffin's favorite Nintendo game. I don't know where I heard it from, but anytime you have actual people on the box of a video game, you're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna have a bad time. And I was excited for anticipation for about two hours after I rented it. Then I'm like, that's to this, I'm just gonna play more Gradius. Micah could see you doing the bird, bird, bird. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, you know what I would rather play instead of Anticipation? Super Mario Brothers 2, because that came out in 1988. Oh, God, it was a good Christmas when we had that game. Yeah. I didn't Ooh, play yeah. Anticipation, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't like Super Mario Brothers 2, sorry. This is nothing like Super Mario Brothers 1. How is that possible? Because the Japanese Mario 2 was hard as hell. It is, it was, yeah. It didn't get released until the Lost Levels, which we will get to in a bit. But first... Yeah, Super Mario Bros. 2. Or as the Japanese call it, Super Mario USA. Super Mario is back. He's blasting through worlds where no one has ever been. He's taking on enemies no one else dares. Mario plucks up power wherever he goes to make him big and bad. You've never seen creatures like these. You've never had an adventure like this before. It's everything you've dreamed of and worlds more. It's Super Mario 2, only from Nintendo. Nintendo games and sets each sold separately. Now you're playing with power. You know, it was really missing that claymation Mario from the first issue of Nintendo Power. Yeah. Fun fact, you know who did the cover of that Nintendo Power? And this was actually according to uh, last week's episode of The Secret Galaxy, where Dan covered Nintendo Power. Will Vinton's Claymation Studios did that cover. Oh, terrific. Well, one thing that we're going to see a lot in this episode is third-party devices. And one company made several devices for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That would be Acclaim. So, here's a commercial for the Acclaim remote controller. 
Get the power to move with the Acclaim wireless remote for your Nintendo Entertainment System. The Acclaim remote gets you mobile in a WrestleMania grudge match. Flying Airwolf. The Acclaim remote's rapid-fire mode means higher scores permission. In the battle for Iron Sword, seconds count. So you need a controller with a look and feel you already know. Accurate up to 30 feet. The official wireless remote controller, licensed by Nintendo, created by Acclaim. Get the Acclaim remote. The power to move. Now, I had this remote as a kid, and let me say it right now. It didn't work for crap. Were you more than 30 feet away from the system? No. Oh. Maybe that would have made a difference. Okay. Anybody else notice that the only games they mentioned there were Acclaim games? Just saying? Yes! Yeah! Maybe that's why it didn't work for you, Greg. You weren't playing uh, acclaimed games. You're playing non-acclaimed games uh, with that remote controller. Were you playing Castlevania with the remote controller? No, no. Everybody knows Greg would be playing Russian Attack. But hey, what's better than one remote controller? How about two? Two! The double player system. Acclaim introduces the double player system. It's the wireless head-to-head -head system that gives two players the power to move simultaneously. The double player system features rapid-fire twin turbo controls, a slow motion feature for greater control, and pinpoint accuracy from up to 30 feet away. With Acclaim wireless remote controllers, players can become masters of their game. I love that they use for stock footage instead of the controller, they show a slow motion shot of Macho Man Randy Savage giving an elbow drop and Rambo shooting an arrow causing an explosion. And the generic B-grade kung fu movie. It's like, we can't put any of the games on the commercial. We're gonna have to do some creative editing with those three and... And the kid flipping from the remote controller commercial, because we still own that. Yeah, we still have that. So all the stock footage is possible. But no video game footage. What's up with that? Well, in 1989, Nintendo got the rights for a game from the Soviet Union, which, hey, I hear that they're making a movie about. Yep, Taron Egerton is the guy who was playing Hank Rogers, and Ben Miles from the original British version of Coupling is playing Howard Lincoln from Nintendo. I see a picture of Howard Lincoln. I see a picture of Ben Miles. I see a picture of Ben Miles in Tetris, and I'm like, this guy looks nothing like Howard Lincoln. Yeah, where's Nestor? No, that's Howard Phillips. You're thinking of Howard Phillips. This is oh, Howard okay. Well, two Howards. Oh, whatever. Howard, Howard Phillips. Phillips. Howard, Howard Lincoln. Lincoln. They're, both named, they're both named Howard. But yeah, here's the commercial Nintendo used to plug Tetris for the NES. You don't need a Tetris shot. Tetris. Tetris. 
Introduces Tetris. Put a piece here. Put a piece there. Use your thumbs. Use your eyes. Find yourself Tetrisized. Now you're playing with power. I love that they used every Russian trope in that commercial, including the Nutcracker Suite. The hell was that? It's that song from Tetris, and I know it's the part where I try not to fall asleep. I think we also need to mention that, let's remember, this version of Tetris was not the first one for the NES, because Tengen did their own version. Correct. And that was a whole other troublesome ball of wax there. Let me just say, the Tengen Tetris... The superior version on the NES. I think you're getting some pushback. No, I'm not wrong on this. It is the superior version on the NES. Because it has uh, two-player mode. Oh, uh, yep, that'll do it. Nintendo's Tetris didn't have a two-player mode on the NES. You had to get the Game Boy version for the two-player and the link cable. And you had to buy the link cable, too, yeah. Surprised we didn't have any Game Boy commercials, but I guess that's for another time. Anyway. Maybe for another day, but... Uh, what was one of the worst things about the NES, guys? LJN. And horrible movie-licensed games. Yeah, I know we covered Top Gun earlier, but Top Gun is kind of decent. Top this... Gun saw the sequel. That's how decent it was. Yeah, it had Top Gun the Second Mission. This did have a sequel, but let's be honest, this was not good. It's Back to the Future for the NES. I'm playing the Back to the Future Nintendo game. I'm stuck in the past and I gotta get out. Quick, or we all fade away to nothing. Uh-oh, bully. Back to the Future. It's almost like being in the movie. An interactive game from LJN. That was horrible. That looks so stupid. That was absolutely horrible. Hey, Chuck, what did you think about Back to the Future on NES? That's terrible. Hey, we were talking about peripherals for the NES that sucked. <laughs> Look what's coming up next. I hear this is so bad. Oh, keep your power gloves off me, mister. The power glove for your NES. Now you and the games are one. Everything else is child's play. Take that, bull, bull. <laughs> Did anyone else have a power glove growing up? 
Absolutely no. not. No I, no, no, I got the power glove. I can tell you right now, it was hot garbage. It came with the glove, right? But then you had this sort of sensor gate thing that you had to hook up to the top and the side of your TV. And then you had to enter the code to correspond with the game. But you wouldn't know what game worked with what code. So it was basically trial and error. So, yeah. That was a hot mess. That sounds like a mess. But you know what wasn't a mess, Greg? DuckTales! Woo! Dude! One of the great games. Let's put Capcom and Disney forever on the map together. We invited an expert team to our laboratory to give us their opinions of Disney's DuckTales video game from Capcom. Yes! Awesome! You'll have exciting adventures helping Scrooge McDuck escape danger and become the richest duck in the world. Cool. Totally hot. Way radical, man. Excellent. It's a quacker. Oh! Disney's DuckTales game for your Nintendo Entertainment System by Capcom. That is the correct reaction to that one. Those kids were saying the most 1980s sayings ever. But hold on a second. Do you know what the melody at the beginning of that commercial sounded like? What it sound like? It sounded like the melody to Funky Town. And you know what it made me think of? The South Park episode where Tally was trying to enter that code. Wait a second. That's it! That's it? Yeah, that's the melody to Funky Town. Won't you take me down to fuck it down? No, tally the entry code. For what? Let's talk about the claim some more. This time we're going to be talking about WWF WrestleMania from a claim. And boy, this game, I can assure you from playing as a kid, was absolutely hot garbage. And this commercial is going to show you why. the Macho Man with the claimed WrestleMania for the Nintendo Entertainment System. A leg drop, an elbow smash, a body slam! WWF WrestleMania from a claim! Ooh, yeah, I want a rematch! It has not escaped notice that he was using the remote controller. Maybe if I had played the remote controller, maybe the game and the remote controller would have been much better. Maybe. We're gonna go across the pond. One year later, when LJN, under the guise of Acclaim, because remember, Acclaim bought LJN in 1989. They released WWF WrestleMania Challenge. Now, they used some bits from this commercial, but let's just say they take some liberties with it. And hey, do you know who they get to play the news anchor in this? Mario! So do you want to hear Mario give a news report on WWF WrestleMania Challenge? Let's take a look. The Nintendo World News with Mario. 
We go direct to the ringside at the WWF WrestleMania Challenge. Ready, kid? Just watch me whip the macho man. And here he comes, 250 pounds of lean, mean muscle. What a leg drop! Wow! An elbow smash! And a body slam! Let's see that again. Is that the end of the macho man? No way. I want a rematch. This is Mario for WWF WrestleMania Challenge. Nintendo! We couldn't get the rights to use Macho Man Randy Savage in this commercial, so we have to get a <laughs> sound alike. But not doing a good job at it. That wasn't anything like Macho Man Randy Savage. That was horrible. <laughs> no! Uh, there was nothing good about that commercial. And, like, and then Mario, I'm sorry, when I think of Mario speaking, that was not Charles Martinet there. That wasn't even a passable Chris Pratt. Oh, Captain Lou, where were you when we needed you? But hey, The Legend of Zelda was such a success that Nintendo just had to make a sequel to it. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Zelda! The Legend of Zelda continues. Defeat your enemies and save the kingdom. Beware. Some will help you, others will betray you. I'm used to a life. I can get magic. I can, can, can. I cannot help you. Zelda! Use your sword. Find the crystals. Rescue the princess. Zelda! Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, only from Nintendo. Nintendo games and sets each sold separately. Now, you're playing with power. You know what I think of when I see Link just pounding at the thing? With the friggin' eight pit Zelda that he can't save. The scene in Anchorman where frickin' uh, Ron Burgundy's like, I'm in a glass case of emotion. Many people give Zelda 2 a bunch of flack for not being like any other Legend of Zelda game, but if you ask me, I think it was good in its own sort of way. Eh. Okay. I'm going to chime in. I'm not a Zelda fan. Never played Zelda 1, 2, any of them. Never played any of the uh, the Zelda games. When I saw that commercial, the first thing that came to my mind is, oh my gosh, they took Super Mario Brothers and basically put Link into Super Mario Brothers. Did that not look like the uh, section four of each uh, world of Super Mario Brothers where... Mario's uh, going after Bowser. It looked yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because it was a side scroller. Okay. Well, I got something here. It's called Supersonic the Joystick from Camerica. So this is obviously a crappy third party controller. Not even licensed by Nintendo. No. So let's see what Camerica does with their own third party controller. With blackjack and hookers. Supersonic is the number one bet. It's got no wires. It's a one to get. Arcade action is where you'll be. Supersonic will set you free. No wires. It works with Nintendo. It will do. Games for players one and two. Higher scores is what you'll see. Supersonic will set you free. No wires. That was terrible! Not only that, I don't know if you had this on the queue, but they used some of the same footage 
for the freedom stick that was also made by Comerica. Awful. And speaking of awful, Fester's Quest. This is one tough video game. Fester's Quest is one tough video game with sinister mazes, deadly traps, hideous monsters, and spooky graphics. But if you make just one mistake, you start all over again. Fester's Quest, the video game from Sunsoft for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Are you good enough? You know what the problem with that game was? It came out one or two years too early. Yeah, because the movie... Would have come out in ninety one. Yeah. And Fester's Quest came out in what, eighty nine? Well also, Uncle Fester was maybe the fourth character on Adam's family. He's realistically like the fourth best cast member in the Adams family, and you made a video game around him. Plus also, again, didn't play this as a kid, but one thing I noticed when they showed the video game footage. It reminded me a heck of a lot of another Sunsoft game. Blaster Master. I saw some similarities there, and I see you guys shaking your head. I would also say maybe a little bit from the Batman video game. Just a little bit. A skosh, but I, I, I really did get a Blaster Master vibe from some of what I saw. By the way, the Batman video game. One of the best Batman video games out there. Oh, not disagreeing with you on that. And got a sequel, too, Return of the Joker. And we got to give some love to Blaster Master 2. That was a good video game. Oh, yeah, it totally was. Subpar sequel, but really good video game. Now let's go to Little Nemo, the Dream Master from Capcom. Yeah, this was actually uh, released to coincide with a movie that was in development. But I guess Capcom and the people behind the movie saw Super Mario Bros. 3 and was like, Oh yeah, you know what? We could totally do that. Capcom introduces Little Nemo, the Dream Master. We tapped into your deepest, darkest nightmares. Hold on, Eddie. I think we got something. This could be it. I'm getting snakes. Wow. Wow, look at this stuff. Big lip tentpoles. This kid turned himself into a killer bee. These kids are strange. Who dreamed up something so weird? You did. This one's riding a purple lizard. Holy smoke! Little Nemo, the Dream Master. What are all these guys doing driving around town thinking of these poor kids' nightmares? Obviously, because they didn't have any footage ready from the movie, they had to do that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because didn't the movie come out like in 92, 93? Yeah. That's what happens, I guess. With trouble productions. And you really want to get your game out before another system comes out in a few years. So we talked about RBI Baseball. There was another great baseball game on the NES. Bases Loaded. And here's the sequel to Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded 2, second season. Introducing Bases Loaded 2, second season. This is the Major League action you've been waiting for. So authentic, you have to manage your teams based on your players' condition. So real, it puts you right in the game. <laughs> oh, you're out. He was out. Bases loaded to second season for the <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment. 
entertainment system. And now, take the excitement on the road with bases loaded for the Nintendo Game Boy from Jellico. Live action that never ends. That guy was like, holy crap! A freaking baseball player was sliding in my room! And he was wearing the Cubs hat and everything. I mean, that was a baseball as baseball got, my friends. All right, so now we're in 1990. And a little game is now going to take the world by storm. The long-awaited third edition in the Super Mario Brothers franchise. Super Mario Brothers 3. Super Mario Brothers 3 from Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. And the beauty of this, they didn't need to show you footage of the game. All they needed to show you was some kids chanting Mario and an image from space making all the kids out, the giant group of kids, and it forms the Mario face. This is how big Super Mario Brothers was in the late 80s, early 90s. Nintendo made a commercial. They showed a box with the number three on it and be like, any questions? Any questions? I didn't know David S. Pumpkins was running PR department at Nintendo. Hey, you know what? Another interesting game from Nintendo came out in 1981. Star Tropics. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember, this was the game so complex that you had to dunk your instruction booklet in water. True story. Okay, since I've never played this game, why did you have to dunk your instruction booklet in water? I don't know if you know this, Greg, but water and paper and me don't go together. Okay, because when you bought the game, there was a letter included in the box. So if you dunk the bottom of the letter in water, it would reveal a secret message with a code in order to finish a certain level in the game. Well, good luck with that if your mom threw out the instruction manual, because then you were screwed. Oh, boy. Well, here's the commercial for it. Okay, so I gotta rescue my uncle, but I'm not too sure how to find him, so I go to this island, right? First, I gotta talk to the chief, then I gotta get some clues from a parrot, and then I'm helping these dolphins, and all the time I'm sticking through graveyards and shooting zombies and blasting monsters, and my sub cracks up on the rocks. And yes, he did say Melikalikimaka. Oh, that's fantastic. Which is Hawaii's way of saying Merry Christmas to you. So, Chico... I cannot believe there was a Star Wars game on the NES, but it's not that Star Wars game from Japan from the Famicom where Darth Vader for some reason turns into a scorpion. This is another game. Who wrote that nonsense? Someone at Namco was on some serious drugs when they thought of 
hey, you know it would be so crazy in this software escape if Darth Vader turned into a scorpion. But somebody in Japan did come up with a Star Wars game without the scorpion, I'm imagining. Yeah, from JVC in 1991. The mom's like, kids, if only you knew the crap I just had to deal with. All right, so our last commercial regarding NES games is the Game Genie. Now, if you don't recall, the Game Genie, you plug it into your Nintendo, and then you put your game on top of it, you could enter a code that would make a game easier to play. Like, you could jump higher, jump farther, added power-ups, add extra lives. It was basically billed as the device that Nintendo did not want you to play. And hey, and surprise, it was made by Comerica. Only In Galoob. Canada. In Canada. And Galoob licensed it for the U.S. Yo, video game dudes, talk to me! This is Game Genie from Kaloo, the awesome video game enhancer for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Attached to most of your video games, Double Dragon 3 or Super Mario Bros. 3. You can go to any level, live forever, jump higher, make your own effects, and get radical firepower. <laughs> go to any level, jump higher, stay bigger, live forever, Game Genie, the radical video game enhancer. You don't look like Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves to me. Yeah. <laughs> All I could think while watching that commercial was, does this look like anything? It did. You want to talk about sweaty tryhards? That commercial. That commercial. That commercial is a sweaty tryhard. You want to watch some more? Yeah. Well, we have to take a short break. Greg is adding a commercial break in an episode about commercials will wonders never cease. Sega challenges you with the ultimate video game, the Sega Master System. Hang on, hang on. With more accurate control, more detailed graphics, more levels of play. Awesome! The Sega Master System comes with power base, two control pads, light phaser, and two great video games. Hang on, it's a Safari Hunt. Gotcha! And with other games like Ramble, Outrun, and Choplifter, the excitement never stops. The Sega Master System. The challenge will always be there. Don Mallory, captain of the U.S. video game team. When I'm not going to play sports in the arcades, I'm home playing games on my Atari 7800. As an expert, I like the 7800 because there are great arcade hits like Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong Jr. Adventure games like Impossible Mission, sports games like Hat Trick and Real Sports Baseball, action games like Desert Falcon and Karateka, and the 7800 plays all the 2600 games. As a consumer, I like the 7800 because most games cost under 20 bucks. The Atari 7800, the choice of the experts. 
some people will do anything to take their favorite video game everywhere they go. But now Tiger gives you all the fun and excitement of your favorite arcade game in the palm of your hand. Games like Double Dragon, just kick and fight your way through four missions to defeat the big boss and save Marion to win. Also coming soon from Tiger, Karnoff, Gauntlet, Jordan Bird, Simon's Quest, and more. Each sold separately. Batteries not included. It's a grand toy. Jim. 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 Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Super Smash TV brings home real action for the Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and Sega Game Gear from Acclaim and Flying Edge. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those commercials on top of commercials. Now here's some more commercials. And now we're into the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Because Nintendo decided, you know what, for our new Nintendo, we're just going to give you another Nintendo, but only it's going to be Super. A Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So they have to sell you on all of the Super of it. Well, who would they get to narrate this to drive home that it was Super? Hmm. I wonder. Oh, that guy from the USA Network, he'll do. You couldn't get enough of it. You ate Nintendo. You drank Nintendo. You slept Nintendo. Now, toys are us at the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. A new Nintendo system with Super Mario World. 3D graphics, 32,000 colors, 16-bit power. Toys are us, the biggest video game store in the world. So now you can breathe Nintendo, love Nintendo, be Nintendo, and toys are us. So I can eat Nintendo. I can breathe Nintendo. And I can drink Nintendo. All of it. Live Nintendo. Breathe Nintendo. Eat Nintendo. Craft Nintendo. God damn it, I was going to say that. But okay, forget all that. Forget Alan Coulter. This is the real reason why you've come here. This is the real reason why you're watching this episode. And you're listening to this. So okay. Here's the Super Nintendo commercial from 1982 with Paul Rudd. So let's just play it. When you decide to step up to this kind of power, this kind of challenge, this kind of flying, crashing feeling, when you decide to get serious, there's only one place to come, the games of Super Nintendo. No one else creates this kind of experience because no one else creates these kinds of games. Now you're playing with power, super power. 
And afterwards, Paul Rudd trolled everybody by playing Mac and me on the big screen. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? They actually reused that stock footage of Paul Rudd playing Super Nintendo in the opening sequence of the 1992 NCAA National Championship game between, um, what was it 92? It was Duke and Michigan. They actually, 90, that's 92, yeah. Yeah, they used that with Paul Rudd in the opening for the National Championship game in 92. Because remember, they had that terrible NCAA basketball game on Super Nintendo that they used to like with footage of that game in the opening. They only had five conferences. They only had the Power Five. They had the ACC, the Big East, the Big 12, but back then it was the Big Eight, the Southeastern Conference, and the Southwest Conference. They didn't even have the Pac-10 on it, with Arizona being the sexy pick those years. I guess Lute Olsen was not sexy enough for the Super Nintendo. But you know what was sexy? on the Super Nintendo. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. So we got two commercials here. We got one from Japan for the Super Famicom, and we got another for the Super Nintendo state side. So here's the Japan one first. on drugs guys I gotta say the choreography was good oh that was hot that was hot but damn it looked like something that I would see like in a high school play or something I don't know I thought it looked cool alright now here's the US commercial for A Link to the Past Introducing the epic challenge that only the Super Nintendo Entertainment System could make possible. Across endless land and water, you search. Deep into a parallel world, where light becomes dark, you search. And just when you think your search has ended, you find it's just begun. The new Legend of Zelda, a link to the past. Now you're playing with power and superpower. Okay, you don't have any dancing, but you get Don LaFontaine. That's a fair trade. Okay, next commercial. F-Zero. Everyone remembers F-Zero. The classic racing game from the future. 
the future. Nothing prepares you for F-Zero, created for the new Super Nintendo Entertainment System. You won't believe the power. You won't believe the control. You won't believe the jumps, the curves, or the feeling you get until you experience it for yourself. Wow. That's fast. F-Zero for the ultimate G-Force, only on the next generation from Nintendo. Now you're racing with power, superpower. I love that he basically turned into Judge Doom and who framed Roger Rabbit after he was revealed to be a dude. That was insane, the way his face just... Oh. Okay, now we got another pair of uh, commercials from Japan and the U.S. This one for Street Fighter II Turbo. So first, it was the Japan version. So that was Guile with the sonic boom and the kick he does. Yeah, the kick. And what they did in the U.S. was little bits of those commercials with game footage and released it in the U.S. So here's the U.S. commercial. I feel like I'm going to have a seizure now. You and me both. Okay. Well, let's move on to oh, Super Mario Kart. Oh, man. We have a lot of fond memories of this game. It was a fun game when it came out, and then it became... Who threw that blue shell at me? Let's go racing! It's Super Mario Kart Funny Car Madness! Only on Super NES! Turn the track into a giant mud pit! Or burn rubber on ice, wood, or asphalt! Fly! Mix it up for the big boys! See Bowser and his big foot chopping truck! See Yoshi's go-kart really go! Mushrooms, banana peels, turtle shell! Dino Mike! Check your rear view and make a mean test! Or go into battle mode and ruin his day! Two speed! Fast and way too fast! It's two-player fun on the split screen! Only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System! Now you're playing with power! Superpower! You know what I'm expecting there in that commercial? The Saturday Night Live funny cars. You know what I was expecting in that commercial? Somebody saying, you'll pay for the seats, but you'll only need the edge. All right, we talked about Super Mario USA and Super Mario The Lost Levels. Well, in 1983, Nintendo decided... Let's take all the Super Mario NES games, update them for the Super Nintendo into one collection of games called Super Mario All-Stars. He's back, he's here, he's Mario. No, he's the new 
and improve Mario in Super Mario All-Star so much. Mario is a Mario smorgasbord. It's all the way down Mario Brothers adventures he ever played and then some. But this is juiced up 16-bit only on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Mario. So it's bigger Mario, better Mario, in your face Mario. It's Raccoon Mario, Mario throwing fireballs, Mario hurling turnips, Mario negotiating an arms deal. Okay, maybe not. It's Mario like you've never seen him with 2 plus 2 Mario. It's the capital of Ohio Mario. You're gonna live, breathe, eat, sleep Mario in Super Mario All-Star. Four complete Mario games, including the never seen lost levels. You can't get more Mario than this, which is why the best play here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold up, I died at this part in 70. Mario negotiating a peace deal. And he put bunny ears. No, those are peace signs. He's all about the peace signs. I know it's peace signs, but it looks like he put bunny ears on them. Or maybe a Mario's trying to do his best impersonation of Richard Nixon. Oh, jeez. I'm not a crook. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Never thought you'd hear an impression of Richard Nixon doing the Mario voice. Oh. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Have you seen that meme of Mario being tried for war crimes? No. <laughs> you haven't seen You've never seen that oh, the AI generated photo of Mario being tried for war crimes. <laughs> Google it. Bro. <laughs> what the hell? Sorry, not sorry. What the what? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Let me get away from the head. Please. What? What? Two things that go together with Super NES. Pepsi and Bo Jackson. Listen up. I'm not here to babysit you pantyweights. I'm here to make you better Nintendo players. So what does Mario do here, Mr. Jackson? What? Uh, Wrong. You. Wrong. Do a little dance. Wrong. To get better at Nintendo, pick up super secret game tips on packages of Pepsi. Best of all, you can win one of thousands of Super Nintendo Entertainment Systems delivered via Federal Express. Boo! I want you in my office now! This kid's an animal. You could win Super Nintendo with Pepsi. Is that Zeus Tiny Lister? I don't think it was. Oh. I love that the Super Nintendos were delivered by FedEx. Hope they got there in one piece. Next, we move on to, well, one of the great games for the Super Nintendo. Star Fox. You are witnessing a new technology. First and only game powered by the Super FX microchip. Why go to the next level when you can go light years beyond? You are Foxy Cloud in Star Fox, only for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Do a barrel roll! I see what you did there, Nintendo. Why go to the next level when you can go light years beyond? 
because the Genesis was all, welcome to the next level. Oh, I get it. <laughs> hey, you know the NES had a zapper? Well, why don't we just make a really big-ass gun for the Super Nintendo? Here's the Super Scope 6. You're looking at the next breakthrough for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Introducing Super Scope 6. Remote-powered and laser-accurate. Precise to a single television pixel. It comes with six great games, and it's yours for under $60, all of which gets you into the game. Like never before, Super Scope 6, only for Super Nintendo. Now you're playing with power. Superpower. I'll just tell you right now, it didn't work like the Zapper. It was NG no good. How many games were released for the Super Scope 6? Well, I'm looking on Wikipedia right now. Well, it said it came with six games. Well, it was one of those one-cartridge six-game sort of deals, though. Yeah, it has, like, two versions of Blastrous. One loosely based on Tetris and one loosely based on Columns. A game called Mole Patrol, which is like a whack-a-mole game. And three types of games using the laser blazer option called Intercept, Engage, and Confront. So I don't see like any other games that use this uh, peripheral. I got the Super Scope. Okay, here are the compatible games for the Super Scope. Battle Clash, Bazooka Blitzkrieg, The Hunt for Red October, but only for the bonus games. Lamborghini American Challenge, which features a Super Scope exclusive mode. Lemmings to the Tribes, Metal Combat Falcon's Revenge, Operation Thunderbolt, Revolution X, some Super Famicom game called Sugaruko Jinja Senke, and I apologize if I butchered that. T2 the arcade game, Tin Star, X-Zone, and Yoshi Safari, which is required for play. And the only one that is decent out of that list is probably T2 the arcade game. So yeah, the Super Scope, that was bad. Now let's move on to the Super Nintendo Super Set commercial, where Nintendo decided, you know what? Super Mario All-Stars is such a hit. Why don't we pair it with the Super Nintendo, but also let's pair it with Super Mario World. So you get the best of both worlds. You get Super Mario All-Stars, you get Super Mario World. It's a win-win. You have all five best Nintendo games if you buy a Super Nintendo. Big, stylish, and now one of the best values in America. Just for a limited time, buy the Super NES Super Set and get five complete Mario games standard. Mario! You'll find the Super Set is like no other system. Uh, in performance, handling, and mode 7 control, you'll get Super Mario World. And for $3.50 in postage, Super Mario All-Stars free with four Mario games in one. Mario! So stop by your Nintendo dealer today. When it comes to value, don't forget Super Nintendo Super Set. I fucking love that there was a giant-ass Super Nintendo and the singers were dressed in Mario overalls with plungers. You can't say anything, Chico. You're just amazed by this. 
it reminds me of last week when we were talking about videos after dark where you guys didn't notice the towel. I did not notice the giant Super Nintendo system. Well, here it is. Look at that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't see it there. It's like the John Cena of video games. I don't see it. How could you not see it? It's, it's, oh, I know how you can see it. Advance the clip, would you please? Can you see it now? And I saw the video games. And you see, I don't see it at all now. How about now? No. Do you see the 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 the, the Mario girls there? How yeah. about now? I still see the Mario girls. I don't know about you. <laughs> oh, I know what you're going with. Your mind was on the Mario girls and not the giant <laughs> and Super Nintendo. That's the joke. Watch me. Hey, let's go back with more controllers that are crap. So imagine if you had a Nintendo controller. But imagine if you didn't have a D-pad, but instead of a D-pad, the replacement for it was like something with the equivalent of like an iPod Touch from 2010. This is what you'd get with this controller right here. And I would know since I own a version of this controller for two systems. I'm the new TurboTouch 360 controller from Triax. I'm the ordinary video game controller. I have action buttons and multifunction turbo. So do I. I have a touch sensor for movement in any direction. I have a rocker switch for up, down, left, right movement. I can easily move diagonally and in a circle. That's tough for me. I can move objects on the screen as fast as I can move my finger. I can't. I'm guaranteed for longer play and higher levels. I'm not. Order direct and get a free button. Call 1-800-858-7429. See what the button said? What did the button say? No more numb thumb. Yeah, because this controller was actually endorsed by doctors. True story, the TurboTouch 360 was endorsed by doctors. Now, you said you had this or something similar to this? I own this. I own, like, a version of this for the... And I actually got last month the NES version of this. Ah, that looks like a Max, okay. only with the... Uh... Yeah, they got the turbo buttons right here, but look at that D-pad. How reactive is it to touch? It depends on the game. Like, I tried playing Super Mario Brothers on it. Not good. But if I play, like, Tecmo Super Bowl on it, it's fine. I guess it depends on like the certain game you're playing on. How would you play it with Street Fighter 2 or something? Well, I have the Genesis version of the controller. I'd have to play it with Street Fighter 2 to figure it out. So maybe it would work good on fighting games. I don't know, but as I said, it's like early 90s touch control, so they're going to be very finicky. I mean, even if you play, like, a mobile game, it's probably, like, the same thing. Especially if, like, have you ever, like, played one of those, like, Sega Genesis games that they've released for, like, iOS or Android? Like, Streets of Rage or whatever. I have, and let me just tell you, playing on a touchpad with your fingers on glass 
doesn't work as well compared to a Genesis controller. Just saying. I get you. Hey, do you remember when they made a fighting game with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No? Well, they did, and it happened. Tamed by success, the turtles lost their savage edge. Greed is dead. It's a new breed carved from the streets. Concrete fists batter alien flesh one on one as power joins forces with rage, ripping through fear, and no one sheds a tear for mutilated mutants. Giant warriors crushed by street tough turtles who have shed soft shells for a hard dose of reality. Konami's tournament fighters. What the hell was that? I. You got me. Chico read my mind. There was nothing Ninja Turtle-y about it, with maybe, like, the exception of, like, that five-second clip from the cartoon. But that did not sell me on the game at all. And by the way, if you want to play any of the versions of Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, they were released on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection that Konami put out last year. It has the NES, Super NES, and Genesis versions on it. Nah, I'm cool. The NES version. Wow, why would you make an NES fighting game? Whatever. Hey, here's a commercial for Final Fantasy 3. Or, if you want to get super anal about it, Final Fantasy 6. Okay, kid, show me what you got. Yeah, right. Next! Yes! Next! Ooh, scary. Next! 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 Final Fantasy 3. Do you have what it takes? Final Fantasy 3 from Squaresoft. Next! Man, I'd be scared to death if I were one of those creatures. I've said it once, I'll say it again. If it's called Final Fantasy, why is there a third version of it? Shouldn't there just be one edition? Well, you see, Mike, the whole thing is Final Fantasy in the series of games, it takes place in a different universe in each game. So, according to those people in that game, it is their Final Fantasy. I'm just thinking about getting zapped by Mog. Oh yeah, I did forget. Remember when they made Final Fantasy X-2? That was a really good game there. Yeah, but then they made the sequel of the ninth sequel of... Oh god, now I'm confused! Oh! Just waking me up when they do a Final Fantasy 69. Nice! It will be the nicest game of the series, I'll guarantee you that. Well, one of the best sports games on the Super Nintendo was Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball. And who'd they get to be featured in the commercial when you can't get Ken Griffey Jr.? Eh, the manager of the world champion Toronto Blue Jays, Cedar Gaston. Yeah, that's fine. Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball for Super Nintendo. Hey, Cito, could this game be any more real? I don't think so. Could this game be any faster? 
don't think so. Could this game be any more fun? I don't think so. Could Ken Griffey Jr. win the series? I don't think so. Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball only on Super Nintendo. Hey, Cito Gaston, could you be more enthusiastic in that commercial? I don't think so. Hey, Chuck Testa, could he be more animated in that commercial? Nope. I was hoping you'd find Chuck Testa saying, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm actually surprised that they couldn't find Ken Griffey Jr. to do that commercial because at this time in Major League Baseball, Nintendo would actually be, well, not Nintendo, but uh, Minoru Arakawa, who is the president of Nintendo, would actually be majority owner of the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. All right. So now we go into the sequel to Punch Out. Super Punch Out. Okay, kid, get out there and remember you're a tiger, kid. A tiger! It's him. Now he's running. How are you feeling, kid? Good, good. That's easy in your head. Strategy. You're a genius, kid. A real professor. I like that they made it Raging Bull style in that commercial with the black and white. And he slowly gets the crap beat out of him as it goes along. Like he's in a body cast at one point. A full-ass body cast. Look at him. I'm looking at him. Oh, wait. Did somebody sign the body cast? Someone signed the body cast. Can't make out what it says with the impression, but... I believe it says bully. Bald Bull signs the body cast. Oh, that's terrific. Hey, wait. Is that Billy Bordy in the Super Nintendo commercial? Possibly. It might be. I don't know. Maybe. If that is, that's terrific that they got him for this super punch out commercial. I guess the baby must have been good for Billy. Was Billy still with us in 1994? I'm looking. He had to be. Yes, he didn't die until 2000. Oh, good! Glad Nintendo gave Billy Morty a payment. Here's a commercial for Troy Aikman NFL football. Yeah, Troy Aikman had his own Super Nintendo game. I was today years old when I learned this. But you gotta remember, Troy Aikman, he was a two-time Super Bowl winner. I mean, he would have won his first one. This is 1994. Didn't he win uh, his first Super Bowl this year, uh, the 1994-95 season? Well, no, he won the first Super Bowl against Buffalo was 93. So this will be coming off the second okay. one. He's a known entity is basically what I'm trying to get at. He's somebody at this point. Yes. They stole Aikman's brain. It's a Troy Aikman NFL football from Trade West. So now you can play the way Troy plays with Troy's own favorite plays. Call Troy's two-point conversion. Use Troy's exclusive general manager screen to build a Super Bowl champion. Going to be a long season. 
They stole Aikman's brain. It's in Troy Aikman NFL football. Who would do such a thing? Of course. Of course it would be Jimmy Johnson. But okay, we're looking at the uh, the montage of games you can collect this for Super Nintendo and Genesis and for some reason, they made an Atari Jaguar version of this. It's like uh, Trademus was like the only third-party uh, developer for the Jaguar, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, that explains it. So now we're going later into the lifespan of the Super Nintendo. And Nintendo would team up with Squaresoft, the makers of Final Fantasy, to create Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPG, only on the system that keeps on kicking. Super NES. These kids were like, Grandpa, you need to go to like an old folks home. You're talking some weird stuff, man. It was a weird time, especially for the 16-bit era. Say it's just a weird time in general for the whole Super Mario franchise because that doesn't look terribly good. Didn't interest me. But also, remember, around this time, you had Hotel Mario. You know what they say. All toasters toast toast. Yeah, I don't mean to point out anything, but CD-ROM tech update. That's where Hotel Mario comes in. Yeah, the CD-ROM age just did not go anywhere. Actually, wrong. It did go somewhere. Sony took a hold of it after Nintendo decided to humiliate them, and the rest is gaming history. So in 1996, we had Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Which, if I'm not mistaken, it was like Yoshi trying to save Mario as a baby. Yeah, she goes down his head and saying yes. So here's a commercial for Yoshi's Island. When is too much too much? To find out, we crammed everything into Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. 60 more levels, massive enemies, huge Yoshi tricks, all served up with the latest graphic technology, Morphmation. Mm -hmm. Sure you don't have room for another little bonus level? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Super Mario World 2, only on the Super NES. Still the big one. Ew. Delicious. I did not need to see that. No. Okay. We're down to our final commercial. Well, guys, the Nintendo 64 in 1996 was out, and Nintendo, we have to get rid of all these Super Nintendos. Let's plummet the price down to 99 bucks. And who they get to sell $99 Super Nintendos. A guy in a 
Griller Mask. Super Nintendo was $149. Now $99. That's right. Super Nintendo now $99. Nintendo. Okay. That was obviously the PAL version of the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. But they said it was for $99? Yeah. Whatever. European Super Nintendo. American Super Nintendo. Well, actually, no, they're not the same thing, because the European Super Nintendo has a Super Famicom color buttons. We got the purple. They didn't even give us when they redesigned Super NES here in North America the rainbow colored buttons. What the hell? Nope, they gave us the same system. Boo. But, yeah. That's the Nintendo and Super Nintendo commercials. Well, do we have any final thoughts on what we've seen in the last hour and a half? I noticed that they went from making the system the star to now the system is the star. Let's just throw whatever works at the time around it and make a commercial out of it. Because remember when the Nintendo came out, we were all about making sure the system was front and center. And then the games became front and center. And then somebody just pushed the wacky button. Yeah, the wacky button, I think, really got pressed with the later commercials for the SNES specifically, those last couple of ads, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but they like really reeked of being mid 1990s. Well, I'll say this, all those commercials for the NES and the super NES, they were definitely for sure things on TV. But before we call it a wrap, I have a haiku. Oh! And it was a thing on TV haiku? Why, yes. Okay. Let's cue the... Oh, the music. Oh, man. It's been a long time since we've heard this music. I know. I know. It feels good. feels good. Here we go. Paul Rudd's drive-in screen. The old gray and purple box. Sim City looks huge. You know what? Hold on, I got a joke here. You know what Stephen Van Zandt's reaction was when someone asked him to play Sim City the first time? I ain't gonna play Sim City. That joke was bad, and you should feel bad, Greg. Well. You can always play with the 362 episodes that precede this over at ItWasAThingOnTV.com where you can listen to all the episodes at your heart's content. We got all sorts of bonuses. Live watches, minisodes, and hey. And you can also follow us at our socials at ItWasAThingOnTV except for Facebook where, unfortunately, someone used a cheat code and we couldn't use Facebook.com slash it was a thing on TV. So we had to use a game genie to take 
facebook.com slash it was a thing on TV podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review. And you can stay up to date on all of our entries, like the one coming up later this weekend, where what happens when you have a popular movie and you adapt it into a television show? It doesn't work too well, does it? No, it doesn't. But you'll find out all about that later this week on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you with some more good stuff real soon. Row! Hey, you! Get off of my cloud! It's been one of those days.